What if the size of your audience, whether that's for you, Instagram, Facebook, your podcast, a YouTube channel, email list, whatever, what if it didn't have to hold you back from making more money? What if you could let go of the feeling like you need to be pumping out more and more content, all the while feeling like you're screaming into the void and no one's paying attention? What if you could take whatever audience you have yes, even if that is one solitary person, and start making more money. I have never bought into the belief that I require a large audience for my business to be making amazing money. And guess what? That's been my truth. So on today's show, I say it's high time we talked about this. It's time we talk about what's really required if you want to create a steady flow of clients from that small but soon to be mighty audience of yours. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Corey Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us, one in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle, and sacrifice, ew, (laughs) and instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It's me, Corrie Javid from CorrieJavid.com, money mindset expert and success coach for you if you are a mother and a business owner. How are you doing, my love? I'm having an amazing morning. I did a workout. I had a piece of cake and a cup of tea in the sunshine. Homemade cake, nonetheless. Oh, yes. My daughter and I made a orange and almond cake and it was delicious. If anybody knows what a friand is, it tastes very much like one of those. Yum. All buttery and almondy and stuff. And I did a live stream too, and I'm just like pumped and on a high vibe. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about how to make more money with that small audience of yours. Um, on today's show because, well, here's why. I've given this pep talk to more clients than I can count. (laughs) And I know that everybody needs to hear it from time to time. And while I might have talked about the fact that you don't need a small audience on the show, and while I might have talked about the fact that you don't necessarily need a large audience on the show before, I thought we could actually dig into, okay, how do you take a small audience and start making more money from them? I think it's a really important topic. I still hear it all of the time. So let's get into it because if it's affecting you, then I don't want this to be stopping you from making more money. I want you to be making more money because having more money is fun. Yay. (laughs) Uh, I'm also in a high vibe because I'm going away this weekend, which I'm really excited for. I'm recording this. Um, early. We're getting um, ahead on content because we have a couple of breaks coming up um, in the team, etc. and me. Um, But I'm off away this weekend tomorrow, jetting off for a little city break in the UK with my dad, Daddy Bear, uh, which is just so sweet. It's his present to me for my birthday and we're doing it now, which is just, yeah, 
lovely and I just can't wait it's gonna be so fun um so because I'm um not batching because I don't do I don't do like loads in a day I don't like the idea of that <laughs> but you know getting ahead on the old podcast content because of that, I don't yet have client wins to share with you from the latest cohort of the mastermind because they haven't actually got started. <laughs> so what I thought I would do instead, because I think it's really lovely to still always be bringing wins, bringing evidence to you of what is possible for you. So instead, I thought I'd just share with you, um, we have had, however, for the previous round and cohort, their um, round completion closing call. So um, I just thought I'd share with you a couple of the things that the ladies said on that call um, because these things, these outcomes are possible for you. So uh, one of the ladies, she was talking, I got them to share like, what are some of your biggest takeaways and the things that you're most proud of um, from the last six months that we've been spending together inside the Elevated Abundance Mastermind? And yes, I started crying and had a little cry afterwards, just tears of joy. <laughs> this always happens. Um, so anyway, I thought I'd just share them with you because it's beautiful and I want to celebrate these ladies and also, like I said, let you know what's possible for you. So one lady said that she just enjoys her business so much more. She started it because she believed in it, but she was starting to fall out of love with it. And she said now her business serves her, not vice versa. Oh, so beautiful. Um, the same lady was talking about she's really proud of the boundaries that she's put in place that are allowing her to fully switch off, like physically close her laptop, but also detach in the evenings and just be present with her family and her young daughter. Um, and she said that she feels like her grip on money is easier and lighter. And she feels like money is her friend now. Oh my goodness. Isn't that the best? Money doesn't have to be like that errant boyfriend that you don't trust or some kind of like wicked, I don't know, uncle or something. I'm trying to think of something sinister there. It can be a friend and not something to be feared. Um, one of the other ladies, she had her first paying clients um, and was serving them in a way that just felt so in alignment to her. And that's just always a beautiful thing. Um, and she said she's really proud of continuing to invest in herself and showing up. Amen to that, my love. And she said, and oh, this one, this one just gets me, tugs at my heartstrings. She said she was being truer to herself now. I mean, what a gift, what a gift we can give ourselves when we actually work on our relationship with ourselves. It impacts business, yes, but also just makes life better. Isn't that why we're all here really ultimately to be living a great life? Oh, one of the other ladies, she um, is really proud of the fact that she invested in herself. That's both cash and time. She also feels like she's really managing a balance better between her business and kind of personal life and family. And she said that she's making decisions and engaging in activities with so much more intention. And that's a really big one, isn't it? And she said, consequently, her energy has felt really um, consistent. And then unsurprisingly, the third thing that she shared was that her revenue has been really consistent. There's a link there, ladies, a very glaring, obvious link. She worked on getting her energy consistent and lo and behold, her income became more and more consistent. Um, she also just recently celebrated her biggest cash month in her business. So that was so, like a lovely kind of combination of wins. So anyway, uh, that's just a little sprinkling. I feel like I could dedicate a whole episode to how much I just love the women that I work with. Just really love you guys. 
guys. Um, but we're here to talk about you and your small audience, if you have one or if it resonates. And even if you feel like, well, I actually have a medium-sized audience, I actually got a really large audience. Thank you very much. Don't be presumptuous, Corey. Um, well, the same is true for basically any size of audience. You can be taking something from this. But I also know that many of us succumb to this belief that our audience isn't big enough, whatever enough might mean to you. So this is why we want to get into this. Um, before we do, I'm doing something different at the moment and I want to tell you about it, my love. I'm very excited. So I, so the, so as you know, the doors closed on the Elevated Abundance Mastermind. The uh, ladies are in there getting started as this goes out. They'll be, you know, a couple of weeks in probably by my calculations. Um, which is just super, super exciting. But um, I probably shared a bit with you on the show about it, but we had a really, um, well, I was going to say really different launch, but we don't normally do a proper launch, so I don't know what exactly I would be comparing it to. But but it was just a really surprising experience because prior to the actual launch, we had quite a few women um, sign up really, really early for the mastermind. They knew they wanted it. They were like, just let me at it. And then they were just chomping at the bit. <laughs> like, let us in, let us in. We can't wait to get started, which is just so lovely. But then we had quite a lot of activity and a, like a flurry of activity towards the end, which made me um, make the decision to keep the doors open for an extra week. Um, and I already now have ladies as a consequence of that in conversation about saving spaces for the next round, which will be later in the autumn. So um, I just started thinking about that. And I thought, well, you know, this is this is the thing that sometimes we um, are ready for something right now when we hear about it. Sometimes we know that it's something that we want. And maybe this is resonating with you. Maybe you know that you would like to be working in the Elevated Abundance Mastermind. Maybe you were even on the wait list for the last round. But for whatever reason, you just didn't feel able to or ready to join for this time. But you know that it's something that you want to be doing. You know it's the kind of support that's going to get you where you want to go with your business, balance, lifestyle, joy, all of that good stuff. Um, so I was thinking about that and I thought what I would like to do for you then is for those of you who really like to be the early bird, because I know that there, for some people there can be, you know, we all have our different approaches to investing. Um, and for some people there can be a bit of a level of comfort in sort of securing that space now and then readying yourself to, you know, immerse yourself in the experience, whether that is, you know, gathering together and saving some of the money for the first payment um, or whether it's just like logistically getting through the summer and business and kids and school holidays and all of that and then feeling ready on the other side but just having that already locked in I know can actually create a really significant mindset shift so um, and I know that because um, something that I observed, and I've observed this when I used to ha um, just do one-to-one, -one, and I had a really long wait list for spaces. I observed this then, and I've started observing this now when we have ladies who secure their space in the mastermind super early, that, you know, it's really, really true what I'm always saying, and it's not my quote, and again, I don't know whose quote it actually is, but there really is so much transformation that's actually activated in that transaction. So by paying a deposit and saying yes to this future space, what I noticed is that every single one of the women who did that, who was an early bird for this particular round, already started changing, already had inner shifts and things happening, um, which was just so fun. And I think I shared even some of the celebrations from those ladies before they'd even joined on the show um, in a previous episode. So so I want to make that possible for you if that's something that is sounding just all kinds of delightful. So here's what we're going to do. I'm calling this the Elevated Abundance Earliest of Birds. 
<laughs> deal special i don't know wait list um i didn't get that far i just liked the earliest of birds piece and amused myself and then there we go <laughs> So if you head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate, now maybe you've already been there, but you'll notice it's a different page now. You'll notice that it is a waitlist page, but one with a difference because um, right now, if you sign up to the waitlist, then um, we will be inviting people to um, have a conversation at some point soon and we'll be sending out information um but essentially if you end up deciding that you want to secure your space for the autumn round um we'll be having a number of spaces that we keep to for you to be able to do that so we'll have some capacity that we're specifically sort of um, ring fencing for the earliest of birds we won't have unlimited early bird spaces though, so they will be limited in number. So you will have access to be able to save your space. That space is yours no matter what um, for the next round, which is actually quite a thing because we can't guarantee like a full number of spaces because we have high resign rates, right? So that's why it's a, a limited number that we will guarantee your space. So you get to save your space, save your seat. I'll keep it warm for you, my love. Um, and then also, um, if you do set, save your spot, you'll get immediate access to limitless money, which is one of the reasons why <laughs> women who have saved their space early in previous rounds or women who were previously on my wait list for one-to-one, -one, they all have limitless money. And that's one of the reasons why they start celebrating wins, seeing changes, seeing transformation already occurring before they even actually get into the mastermind, which is so cool. So you get access to limitless money, which is worth $597, which is about, what's that, about £500 um, in the UK. Um, and you'll have exclusive access to the earliest of birds discount. I didn't run discounts for the last round. I don't have plans necessarily, um, at least at this point. It's my business. I can change my mind, I guess, but I don't have any plans for discounts for the next round. So it would only be for these earliest of birds. So if that sounds good to you, head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate. It's just an email waitlist. It's just kind of declaring your interest in this earliest of birds offer. And that means that if you save your space for autumn, you get to go through the summer knowing that the support that you need is secured, it's on its way to you, and just think about all of the changes that are going to start occurring, all of the shifts, all the transformations, all of that goodness. So good. Okay, so let's get into today's show. Like I said, I hear people complaining um, about having a small audience or otherwise blaming results in their business on a small audience. And I get it. And the reason why I get it is because um, social media would have us believe that, you know, our worth is pinned on the number of followers that we had if we would succumb to their thinking, right? Um, we have people marketing to us daily, telling us, here's how you grow your audience. No, no, this is how you grow your audience. You do it with reels. No, you don't. You do it with this, blah, blah, blah. Um, so there's so, so, so much noise, so much focus on audience growth. And the implied message is, if you don't have a large audience, good luck selling. So that's really detrimental and really can undermine what actually is the truth <laughs> and can really keep people stuck. And I see lots of women getting stuck in this trap. And, you know, if you're in my mastermind, I won't let you stay in that trap. But if you're not, then this is why we have this episode today. <laughs> okay. So, so we hear this all the time. So if this is something that's feeling true for you or resonating, then you're not on your own. Um, but I do want you to know straight out of the gates that the truth is it's not your audience. Okay. 
It's not your audience. You just need to kind of shift your focus and energy in your business to something else. We will talk what that something else is. Um, there's also an opportunity to make some energetic mindset shifts. We'll talk about what those are um, so that you can actually feel better about how you're going to be making more money. But essentially, let's just get real <laughs> straight at the top here. It's not your audience um, if you aren't making enough money. So let me just give you an example. This is the, this is the thing that I, I do with everybody. So regardless of your audience size, the chances are you probably already have more people in your audience than you have space to serve in your business right now. Just check in with yourself if that is true. So let's say you have an audience of 500 people let's just go with 100 people on Instagram, actually. Um, and the maximum clients you could serve at once is five. Okay, you're good. <laughs> you're golden. You don't need to do any more audience building work right now, <laughs> my love. It uh, doesn't mean that you can't um, be kind of growing it on the side, but it shouldn't be your, your main focus. So it really comes down to the capacity that you have to serve, the type of business model that you have, and from there, the view of whether or not your audience is big enough changes. If you're selling wit widgets at like 99p a pop and you basically just sell one and nobody ever needs to buy from you again and they need to move on, maybe then you do want a bigger audience, right? But regardless of the size of audience that you have, whether or not you're making money comes down to how good you are at a couple of things. Cultivating relationships, um, nurturing relationships and converting that audience into paying clients. I remember, I think it was Bella Fox. So she teaches Instagram tips, um, but I, I do like her. And she is a client of one of my clients. Um, she was talking about, she is a big kind of like believer in audience growth isn't the whole thing. And she was talking about she had an Instagram account called Doors of London. Um, anyone who knows that I have a bit of a fetish for doors <laughs> um, will know that, that I already knew about this account. Um, and she was talking about like how massive the account was, but the fact that it was making her no money. And I think that's the thing is we can see these people with these huge numbers, whether it's YouTube followers, whether it's um, Instagram followers, Facebook, I don't know, people following on Pinterest, whatever. And you can assume that because they have got a massive audience that they're making some serious bank. That's not necessarily the case. I remember one of the first clients that I had one-to-one -one in my business, she came to me and she had a huge, well, I say huge. Now the days, I guess it wouldn't be seen as huge, but at the time it felt to me a huge audience on Instagram. She had a really solid brand. She had a really um, well-known and well-regarded presence online and she was making pittance and she wasn't paying herself, which is why she came to work with me, right? And I just thought that that was such an impactful insight to me early on in my business that I was like, oh, okay, so that's not the thing. That's not the thing that is making somebody money. The audience size isn't really it. It's what you're doing with what audience you have that counts. And it's also all relative as well. It's one of those things that we can always think our audience isn't big enough. Um, I was listening to two of my mastermind sisters chatting and one of them was like, talking about somebody else that she'd seen online doing something and how impressed she was. And she was kind of like using it as evidence. And she said, I mean, she doesn't even have a big audience. She only has like 100,000 followers. And I kind of giggled to myself because I don't know if you know, but I have nowhere near 
100,000 um, Instagram followers. I have like a decent podcast size and I have various audience, like, you know, I've got an email list and all of these things, but you know, I don't have a huge audience and I'll be totally honest and transparent about that. But I kind of giggled because it's all relative, right? So she thought 100,000, because she has more than 100,000 followers herself. So she thought that that was kind of like relatively small. So do you see how kind of it's so relative anyway? So who can ever just draw the line in the sand and say, this audience size is now enough. Now you shall be making money. There's not some sort of <laughs> committee in the sky making these decisions. So it's all relative. And really the only number that you need to be thinking about is what capacity to serve you have in your business. So if you're looking to sign, say, four clients, do you have four or more audience members? If so, you're golden. Nurture those four people, you know. And even if you don't, even if you have two people following you, well, you're, you're halfway there. So work on them, get them converted first, and then worry about the rest, right? Um, so the thing is, so so that's my biggest takeaway for you before we get stuck into actually how to make more money. But the first mindset shift, really, that's key, is to stop telling yourself that your audience isn't big enough. Because um, in all likelihood, it is. It's just, are you converting? Are you nurturing and converting that audience well? So let's break this down. I've got five things that you can be doing if you want to be taking that small or whatever size audience you have, small but perfectly formed um, audience, add making more money with them without growing it first. Number one, start with your beliefs. So start looking at, you know, I've already been talking about some belief shifts that you can be making here. What is that bringing up for you? What are some of the beliefs that have been operating? Have a look at what you have been believing about your audience and look at what opportunity do you have to change that. Look at what you've been believing so far and then see how that has been influencing you. So if you've been telling yourself a story that your audience is not big enough, then you're going around with that expectation and we get what we expect because our um, results and money in particular matches our vibration. So if your vibration is it's not big enough yet, I can't make enough money because my audience isn't big enough yet. And then the universe is like, okay, you're not, but your audience isn't big enough yet. Guess I'll hold back this money then, <laughs> you know, because it's only ever responding to you. I mean, if you're like, oh, my audience is plenty big enough. I'm excited to be welcoming in more and more money. I'm excited to be nurturing these amazing three people who are following me. Um, I can't wait to find out more about them and see if they're ideal clients for me. Then the universe is like, cool, let's do that then, <laughs> you know? So it's always matching your vibration. So and your vibration um, comes in a large part from your beliefs. So start with your beliefs. What have you been believing to be true thus far? Look at the pattern, look at how that's been playing out in your results, but also in the action that you're taking, because maybe you're just, you know, trying to chase down people, run after people. Maybe you've got a bit of a grippy energy around it. Maybe you're spending a lot of time consuming content on how to grow your audience when you'd be better served using that time, nurturing, growing relationships with people, and then converting them into clients or customers. So, Look at how it's playing out in your actions um, and then look at, okay, what belief is going to support me better here? Well, I would suggest the belief that your audience is big enough. <laughs> um, so look for evidence to expand your belief there. So start to look for evidence of people who you know are making the kind of money that you want to be making or more in a way, and it doesn't have to be like the same business model, I don't mean that, but in an alignment with the kind of energy and values that you want to be making money 
with um, and start using them as evidence. Use me. I have a, a very, for the for the stage that my business is at revenue-wise, I have, uh, you know, by many people's standards, they would say, well, that's a small audience. How have you done that? Well, we're talking about exactly how right now. <laughs> so if you need to use me as your evidence, you know I'm always there for it. So, but the point is look for evidence. I always really like the rule of three when we're looking at evidence as a way of expanding our ability to hold a belief. So find three women who you resonate with, who have, you feel like audiences that aren't huge, that feel quote unquote small, and who you know are making considerable money. Number two, shift your energy. So we've started with your belief, but then you can also go a stage further and shift your energy. Shift it into gratitude. It you cannot attract even, so this is kind of an interesting point, because you can't even attract a big audience if you're making the audience that you have wrong. If you're making it wrong, if you're like, they're not big enough, then you're kind of writing them off and you're attaching a negative energy to that audience. So instead, it's it will serve you so much better. You'll probably end up just growing as a byproduct, your audience. But regardless, if you start getting really grateful really grateful, like to the point that you're going overboard, to the point that you might feel slightly deluded, <laughs> really grateful for the people that you have, like, oh my goodness, I just absolutely love these three people. Thank you, universe, for bringing me these three people. I can't wait for more people to be joining me, but I'm just so grateful for these people right now. I know that this means it's working. I know that this means that my ideal clients are being attracted to me. I'm so excited to build relationships. Do you see how you can take something um, that you've been maybe trash talking, maybe making wrong or whatever. We've all been there. Um, not judging you, <laughs> but you can turn it around and you can completely change the energy that you show up with. And then can you see that from that place of gratitude that you, it's easier to adopt a stance and an expectation of it's working, it's all working, and I'm excited to cultivate relationships. You're much more likely to take positive action from that place than, oh, how do I grow this down, audience? Oh, it's so small. Oh, you know, <laughs> you see what I mean? Um, and also, it's it's more of a feminine energy approach. When you think of a lot of the really masculine hustle energy really plays into that. Grow your audience, grow, grow, grow. And, you know, and like get them in, convert them, throw them out the door, move on to the next one. Whereas what we're talking about is cultivating genuine relationships with people. That's actually easier with a small audience because otherwise, you know, if you've got a massive audience, that can be beautiful and it can be a gift in its own way. But Everything comes with a trade-off. A small audience comes off with comes with a trade-off that it's a more uh, limited pool of opportunities for people to say yes. Um, but we absolutely can get them to convert. That's what we're talking about. But the upside is is you can convert them more highly because there's fewer of them. It's easier to build personal relationships with them. The plus side of a a large audience is that you get to kind of cast a wide net. The trade-off of that is that you could have really busy DMs and, you know, you're finding it a real struggle. You're just feeling overwhelmed by the amount of people who are messaging you and you're not actually able to build relationships. And so you're not able to use that approach in the same way to sell. So anyway, um, we could get into all of that more, but really the point is it's it's about letting go of any negativity and negative beliefs and then stepping into 
an energy of gratitude, an energy of it's working, and a feminine energy of like, oh my goodness, this is just such a great opportunity to cultivate relationships with my audience right now. It's the perfect size for right now. And that way you're not kind of telling yourself that it always has to be small, so you're still staying open to it growing, but you are you being grateful for the what is, and that is what attracts more and more to you of what you desire. And really leaning into the feminine energy opportunity that you have here to be genuinely interested, spending time with each individual, not not necessarily, you know, if you've got like an audience of a thousand, you feel like that's more, you don't have to be, you know, spending time with each thousand of those people, but you have so much more opportunity to be really nurturing relationships uh, with those individuals when you have that small audience. So look for the, look for the good in it and shift into that energy daily. And focus on the fact that it is working. Use everything that comes up as evidence. I tell my clients this all the time. That it's working. One person liked my post. It's working. One person voted on my IG stories. Yay, it's working. One person opened my email. Yay, it's working. One person viewed my YouTube video. Yay, it's working. Do you see what I mean? Like, we can get so caught up in the numbers or we can get to framing everything as evidence that it's working. And I don't care if that sounds deluded. That is what's going to breed more and more results for you. I promise. So that's the second thing. Shift your energy into gratitude and an expectation that it's working and seeing it that it is. And the third thing is focusing on nurturing. So we've kind of already discussed that a bit. But what I really mean is in the content that you're creating for this audience, whether it's podcast episodes, whether it's videos, YouTube, live streams, whatever, whether it's written posts, doesn't matter, blogs, whatever. Um, don't just show up and teach, give tips, give advice. That is and can be an important part of your content strategy, depending on your type of business and what you do. But nurturing relationships means, uh, you know, through your content, means letting people get to know you, have a bit of a chit chat, share a little bit about yourself or a little bit of insight into your life. You don't have to be getting mega vulnerable. You don't have to be sharing everything, all of the deepest, darkest, uh, you know, secrets or every in and out of your childhood or, you know, you don't have to be showing your home, your kids or anything like that. There's no have tos or shoulds. But what opportunity are you giving your people through your content to actually feel like they know you, you as the person? Are you sharing your opinions? Are you sharing your perspective, not just kind of sharing great tips? What we want is for people to be magnetized to you and your energy. And so that you're not, and this is a phrase I always use for my clients, right? So that you're not just that nice lady on the internet sharing some free advice. (laughs) You know, they want to be like, oh my goodness, I love her. I love her energy. I really want to work with her. I just feel so called to work with her. That will make so much more of a difference. And that's what will make you more money from any size of audience is that when you're really focusing on nurturing in that way. So you have to kind of in your content. So you can be nurturing relationships in more of a two-sided way in say something like DMs, but when you're actually putting content out, if that's part of your strategy, and it doesn't have to be by the way, but if that's part of your strategy for your audience, then nurturing relationships by um, allowing them to get to know you and and infusing your energy in the work that you're doing and the value that you're putting out there. Um, So that would be a much better place to focus some energy and attention than just going after new people, new people, new people. 
Um, the fourth thing is to then shift your focus from growth to conversions. So we de definitely need to be doing the nurturing piece because it has to go in that order. You know, we've talked about before, we need to know how we're attracting people. We need to know how we're nurturing people and we need to know how we're converting people. And now at different phases of business, depending on what your goals are, you might need to be having more of an emphasis on one of those three things. But if you want to be making more money from the right now, it's actually far quicker to focus on nurturing and then converting the audience that you have rather than to be focusing more of your energy on audience growth. And the reason is, is if you've got somebody new coming in, that's lovely. But some people, not everyone, let's not create an expectation here. Some people take some time to warm up to you, to feel ready to buy from you. So you already have a number of people that, whatever that number might be, who are warmer than that newcomer. So switching your focus to, yes, nurture, like we just talked about and what that actually means, but also the conversion piece. What are you doing to convert? And now some people don't like that word, whatever, making sales, like converting them from somebody who you know to somebody who you serve. Like, you know, ultimately the energy under it is a beautiful thing. It's shifting from, um, only helping them a little bit through your content to helping them a lot through whatever is your product or service. So, having that sales focus is really important. And this is a trap that I see people fall into. It's really easy to feel like you're selling all the time when actually what you're doing is marketing. So I would really urge you to have a look at if you want to be making more money from the audience that you have, how much are you actually selling? How often are you actually selling? And you know, what are your sales activities? Do you know what they are? If not, get clear on those. Um, and if you do know what they are, are you actually showing up for them and executing them, taking action on them very, very frequently? Now, I'm not going to say daily because you might not work daily. I don't work daily, <laughs> right? Um, but if you want to be making more money with the audience that you have, you have to be selling more. Simple as that. There's no two ways around it. And if you are thinking, damn, she's called me out on that. And yeah, I, I can see I haven't been selling as much as I could be. And I instead have been trying to run after new people and bring them into my audience when really I could have been working on nurturing and converting the people that I have. Cool. Now you know. Now you know where to start. But ask yourself why. Why haven't you been selling? Is it because you just haven't had that clarity on what your sales activities are? That's cool. Not everybody you know, necessarily knows that straight out of the gates, right? I know that's something that I help a lot of the women with inside of the Elevated Months Mastermind. Even people who've been in business for a long time made sales. They're like, I, I don't actually, is this one of my sales activities? Can I just get some clarity on this? Like, that's absolutely fine, my love. Get the clarity that you need there. But have a look at, is there something else underneath the surface? Because actually, what I find is that probably an 80, 90% of the cases when um, women aren't selling enough to be making the kind of money that they want to be making. It's because, first of all, obviously, what we're talking about here, there's a, there's a trap we can fall into in terms of putting too much time and effort into audience growth. So that's one of the things, right? That can call, hold you back from actually um, doing your sales activities for sure. But 80 or 90% of the time, it's because we feel weird about selling because we feel, oh, well, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to annoy my audience. What will they think? What will other people think? What will, you know, great auntie Joe think? <laughs> Whatever. We can have all of these things that are there, whether or not we're even noticing them in the moment. Sometimes they're actually really like lurking beneath the surface and we just avoid it and we don't even really examine why. 
more often than not, there is some mindset work to do there around feeling good about selling. And you can feel good about selling. It absolutely is possible. You can learn to sell, whether it's through copy, whether it's on a live stream, whether it's on a call, whenever, from a place of integrity, in a very respect and permission-based way, um, and in a way that feels like of high service to the people that you are here to help. It's absolutely possible, but if you don't know how to do that, you need to find out how to do that. <laughs> I mean, you could come and work with me. I'll tell you. I'll teach you how to do that. That's one of the things you probably know already that I'm really passionate about. But it's because, well, number one, sales get taught in a really masculine energy way. Oh, I could do a whole extra episode on that. I'm sure I've done episodes on that. <laughs> but number two is, is people aren't teaching us, really, like whether or not they're teaching us at all, even in a masculine energy way. Um, you know, we don't get taught. Whatever is your business, maybe you are a coach, for example, and so you have, I don't know, a coaching certification don't have to by the way um but you know maybe that's something you did did you get told how to how to sell in a way that feels in an integrity and alignment did you get told at all maybe you're a therapist did you get told how to sell maybe you are a dancer did you get told how to sell like you can you know insert anything when you are learning whatever is your thing your gift unless your gift is teaching people how to sell <laughs> It, in all likelihood, that might be something that you didn't get told or taught. And that's that's okay. That's not your fault, my love. Um, but if you have been shying away from it, it's probably from sales activities. And you can realize listening to this episode that you've been chasing down a bigger audience and making that the problem possibly you've been solving the wrong problem and possibly the problem is at a surface more surface level and an important level that you need to maybe skill up and get a little bit of practice um, around how to sell in a way that feels good and understand what that looks like um, for you and your business because it's different for each of us um but underneath that the kind of deeper work would be that the truest problem quote unquote to solve would be your beliefs around sales and selling and they will be absolutely intertwined with your beliefs and views around money so which is why I don't just teach you like here's how to sell we do we do the inner work first we do the mindset work first we do the energetic work first so anyway back to our list though the fourth thing there is to shift out of growth mode and shift into nurture and convert mode but emphasis on the convert if you want to make more money with a small audience you're gonna have to sell to them i know i've already said that but it begs repeating <laughs> um and then the fifth thing that you have the opportunity to do to make more money, and I see this work really, really well, and I don't see it get talked enough about online because people are still talking a lot about, you know, automated funnels and webinars and book funnels and all of these different cool automated things. And, you know, in some respects, they can be cool and they can work very well. And I have clients who work those sorts of strategies well. But depending on what you're selling, it can actually feel really lovely. And especially if you don't have any of those things set up and you don't need them um, necessarily, it can feel really lovely to sell in quite a different way. And that's a really hyper personalized way. I'm a massive fan of this and it's far easier if you are selling something that is um, limited in nature. So for example, like some sort of done-for-you service or one-to-one spaces, some sort of group program. 
If you've got something that is um, much higher churn, for example, then it can be harder to um, bring this approach. But it very much lends itself well to a small audience and to something that you're selling that has limited capacity. And that is a very pers- like hyper-personalized approach. You have the um, luxury of the bandwidth to do that when you have a smaller audience. Um, and like I said, and if it's matched up with something that is of limited capacity. So I'll give you an example of how I use this in my business. I am obsessed with this. I, I love it because I just think it just, I always want anyone who comes into my space, who listens to the podcast, who's curious about working with me, I want them to feel seen and heard and understood. I want them to feel like, you know, they can speak to me, they can reach out to me, we can have a conversation. I, I want them to feel that true invitation that is just from me, this mother business owner, to potentially you, mother business owner, sitting there, right? So I love a hyper-personalized approach. Now, while I don't typically do this for something like Limitless Money, just because of the scale involved, um, I love doing this with the Elevated Abundance Mastermind. Maybe you're listening and you've even been on the receiving end of this. I, from time to time, will... um, send personalized video messages to people who have expressed interest in in joining and but haven't yet for example booked uh, a call with me and I just think that's just such a lovely thing to do because depending on who it is I might know things about them I might have been chatting with them in the dms and be able to mention that I might be following them on instagram or facebook they might be a member of my community they might have left me a review on the podcast and I know that maybe they um bought a limitless mother template previously maybe they're a limitless money student like there's all these different things that I can know and find out and when you have a small pool of people that you're working with you have the luxury of time to be able to do a bit more of that um to put in actually a little bit more effort I guess even in a way but in the most beautiful way the most aligned way like I adore doing that I love sending those personalized messages um two people they just feel like they go directly from my heart you know um and like I said if you've got a massive audience and you're selling something massively at scale that can be a cool and beautiful thing in and of itself but you don't have necessarily that same opportunity then for that real human to human approach that really hyper personalized approach like I said this doesn't get talked about I don't know why I don't know why people think that the automated approach is sexier I don't think it should be one over the other Um, but I just think that it can be such a delightful sort of way of channeling feminine energy into your sales process and it just is a really great way of of making money because it's money based on genuine relationships because you've gone for that really hyper personalized approach does this make sense so that's a really great way of leveraging a small audience to make more money because you have the ability to do that Okay, so let's just recap this super quickly. So if you want to be making more money with a relatively small, um, you know, well, with whatever audience you have, (laughs) essentially, number one, start with your beliefs. Do not pass go, my love, because everything else hinges on this. You won't take action on anything else or believe that it's going to work, etc. if your belief isn't behind it. So start with your beliefs. Look at evidence that you can find that support a new, more supportive belief around your audience and how that audience can serve your business and you serve them obviously um 
Number two, shift your energy, shift it into gratitude, shift it into this view of it's working, it's working, it's working. Number three, focus on nurturing, channel that feminine energy. Do that through your content and show up and allow people to absorb your vibe, allow them, you know, share your energy with them and give them that opportunity to feel like they're getting to know you. It's really, really important. Number four, um, shift your focus out of growth, like just let go of that for a while. It might even feel like a relief and hilariously often when I prescribe this to some of my clients, once they've like let go of that grippy feeling like they need more, more, more people, then of course the people start coming in anyway. <laughs> it's one of those things, right? Um, but if you shift your focus and your energy out of growth and into nurturing like we just talked about, but more importantly, converting. Sell more, my love. Instigate more of a sales conversation. Lead people to the sale. Lead people into whatever is your sales mechanism, whether that's some sort of webinar, whether that's some sort of sales call, whatever that is, be selling, know what your sales activities are and do them. <laughs> Sell to your audience. That's kind of the point of having the audience for your business, right? Um, without sales, you don't have a business. Sell more. So if you want to be making more money, sell more. But I also know that to be able to do that, you need to know what your sales activities are. So that's kind of like sub action within this step and then also look at your beliefs around sales and selling your mindset around money and how that's impacting how you have or haven't been showing up for sales activities thus far that's really where the gold lies and when you do that work you unlock everything else um, and then fifth consider a really personalized approach how can you make sales and selling even more personal even more human to human heart to heart in your business you have a great opportunity to do that when you have a smaller audience so lean into it embrace it love it use it <laughs> okay my love i hope that was really useful for you i hope you feel shifted already in your belief um and i want to hear your celebrations and your wins if you put this into place or even if this is just feeling like an aha moment for you would love you to take a screenshot share it to instagram tag me at Cory Javid so I can see. Send me a DM celebrating your wins or your ahas or your shifts over there. Always over there. Never on Facebook. It gets, it gets crazy. It's a bit of a shit show over there if I'm honest. Um, and let me just remind you about the earliest of birds special. So if you're like kicking yourself that you missed out on the last round of the Elevated Abundance Mastermind, or if you knew that it's for you, you've been feeling called to it, but it just for whatever reason wasn't the time and you feel really excited about the prospect of saving your space for the autumn round, then we're doing something we haven't done before, which is the earliest of birds. Um, so head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate. You'll see there's a new page there telling you what you can expect. It is just an email waitlist, but if you're on the email waitlist, then you will have the opportunity to be able to save your space for the autumn cohort. You'll have access to an exclusive earliest of birds discount, which will be either the only discount or the promise that I can absolutely make to you just because I haven't figured out fully my promotional calendar for the next round. But the promise I absolutely can make is it will be the by far and away biggest discount. Um, I don't do that many discounts normally. So um, yeah, it will be the, the, the biggest, juiciest, meatiest discount available. And also, if you do sign up and save your spot, you will get access to Limitless Money worth 597 smackaroos <laughs> dollars or 500 pounds, 500 of your English pounds or whatever it is, wherever you are. Um, and then if you're a Limitless Money student already, then what you get is you get the value that you paid for Limitless Money off 
your first month's payment. So either way, that's like double bubble, isn't it? If that sounds good to you, head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate, sign yourself up to the email waitlist, and you could be, you know, smugly swanning your way through summer knowing, yeah, I got this. <laughs> I got that support I need secured. You could be listening to Limitless Money over the summer. What a way of like really kickstarting your business whilst potentially just laying down in the sun. That's that's how Limitless Money works, right? So, <laughs> so good. corriejavid.com forward slash elevate. Um, and never forget my love, even with a small audience you are of course and always and always shall be limitless bye for now so my love you know what they say sharing is caring if you loved today's episode then help a mother out i would be so grateful if you would take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player right now and post it to your insta stories tagging me at cory javid and help me get the word out that we get to be successful because we're mothers not in spite of it Let's save as many other mothers in biz as we can from this old paradigm of hustle, effort, and sacrifice. And let's spread the word on energy over effort, shall we? Thanks, love.